The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It's time to talk money. To heed the timeless advice from Teddy Roosevelt, speak softly and carry a big stick. I promise you, the president has a big stick. And Corn Pop was a bad dude, and he ran a bunch of bad boys. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. I got hairy legs, and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. And thank you, Dr. Pepper, and thank you, Chancellor, or Dr. Paper. I learned about kids jumping on my lap, and I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. Financial Guys Radio Network, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle. This is the place where money meets politics, and you will not want to miss uh, any part of today's show. First hour, we have special guest David DiPietro, 147th District, New York State Assemblyman. Second hour, Dr. Dan Erickson. And if you listened last week, we played some of the clips from Dr. Erickson. Uh, He's an ER physician out of California. He's been on Fox News all week. and he's going to talk about you know some of the new data that's out there and so some of the direction that we think we should uh, or that he thinks we should head in and i would encourage you not to miss it if you listen to any 2 hours of radio this week i think it's this hour and i'm not saying it's cuz it's our show it's because of the the guests we have lined up for today um, <laughs> Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, if you're just tuning in, we also do manage money. So if you have questions about you and your money, you can hop on board here. And it's always an open mic session. I'm laughing, Glenn. So my sister just texted me. She says, what time does your show start? <laughs> my big go- fan, huh? That's, yeah, big, big, that's exactly what I said. Later, big fan. I said, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> like the, my sister, Diane. So I'm like, really? I like... Like, see, I thought I, I thought for sure. I mean, yeah, I'm your brother, right? You love me dearly. I That's thought you've hilarious. tuned in for the last 20 years every single week, but apparently wow. not. So she had an instrumental part of our success, so we'll give her a pass on that. Yeah, she says uh, false advertising. Your site said one o'clock. Okay, one o seven, Diane. One o seven. Splitting hairs. <laughs> Clearly, our biggest fan. Uh, I, I think Dave's going to call in maybe one fifteen ish or so. Uh, a busy yeah. week again, obviously. Dave data all over the place. We were talking last week about the data has changed. You know, I I heard some of our local leadership here saying, well, the Erie County numbers are up. Uh, I think we're testing more, right? So wouldn't testing more mean that we're going to have more cases? And I think there's a very high probability that many of us throughout the community have already had this. So more testing is going to show a larger number of people that have had it. But I will say, I don't think the lockdown in Erie County is working if the numbers are going up, right? Right. This is the most polarizing issue, more so than anything that I've I can remember. Ever seen. I mean, you've got people that are, you know, screaming to stay at home. You know, you get, God forbid, you go out, turning people in. Yeah. You've got the other side that is, you know, trying to get out and get things open. And you know, we had uh, we played a lot of those clips last week, as well as on our podcast from from Dr. Arison and his uh, partner, uh, Dr. Messia. Mm-hmm. And Man, if you if you come up with any sort of dissenting information oh that my. goes against the mainstream narrative, yes, 
these people are rabid. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and we'll certainly ask Dr. Erickson this, but those of you doctors, I did get a, 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 a tweet from a 25-year veteran. You're welcome to call. I would love to hear your perspective on yes. it. You know, we're, it's an open line, right? So 1-800-616-9236. But I was always under the understanding that much like the financial services that we perform, you know, financial management, investment management is as what we say is as much of an art as it is a science. Mm-hmm. And what we mean by that in our industry is that there's different ways to skin the proverbial cat, right? There's different methodologies for financial planning that it doesn't mean one's wrong and one's right. It means that there's different ways to go about achieving the same goals or there's different viewpoints when it comes to investment planning. Some people believe in, I mean, you hear it on TV, right? You got the, I never, I'd rather rot in hell than buy an annuity kind right. of mentality. You got yep. the, I'd only buy annuities. They're all guaranteed and so on <laughs> and so forth, right? Is one right or wrong? Of course not. There's not one that's ultimately right. There's not an absolute wrong, right? As we talk about, you know, using the different tools and resources and sometimes in different ways to achieve, you know, similar results. Medicine, I always thought was similar, right? Because I, you know, I've known people that have gone to, let's say, Roswell Park for a certain type of treatment for cancer, and that didn't work. So they went over to Cleveland for another mm-hmm. type of maybe the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota, right. or down to a there's a wonderful facility down in uh, in Texas, I believe it's in Houston, right? Yep. All these facilities are treating and approaching cancer differently, right? Is one wrong? Is one right? Or are they look? You well, know, the, when I last checked, you know that medicine was something where you know you look at papers and peer review, and you talk and you look at different things, and you're open to different ideas, and you embrace you know collaboration and working together. Suddenly, with COVID, that's all changed. Well, right? it's, it's all if about you're it, against the narrative, like you're a heretic. Yeah, it seems to me that it's all about the science, unless the science supports the fact that the numbers from the academic folks were absolutely 100 percent, a thousand percent off. Right. We heard from the governor of Florida this week, and he was talking about the. The, ap- the academics told him that he was going to need 465,000 hospital beds, 465,000 hospital beds. And you know what he said? You know what I needed? 2,000. They were off by 463,000. Now, that's a great problem, right? That's, that's okay. That's good, right? But the data has changed. And our local leadership, and certainly the mainstream media, doesn't seem to want to change with it. That's for sure. So I want to hop on board, by the way, 803-0930. Star 930 if you're locally here in Buffalo. If you're down in South Florida and Rochester, 1-800-616-9236. It is an open mic session. We're going to have Assemblyman David DiPietro joining us in a little bit. But again, 1-800-616-9236. If you need us throughout the week, folks, go to our website, thefinancialguys.com, for any uh, specific questions you have. And uh, 833-FINGUYS, 833-FINGUYS, if you'd like to pop into one of our offices for a complimentary consultation. If you think like us, use us as a resource. Let's talk about something that doesn't change, Mike. Let's talk about something that is is what it is, right? And that's mathematics, Mm -hmm. right? So in finance... You know, we do obviously we use math a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, there are there are facts and there are mathematics. You know, and there are and those go together, right? So whereas medicine sometimes can be different viewpoints, different treatments for different things, or you know, whether it be any kind of science really, or any sort of you know financial planning, or a lot of different things. When it comes to math, two plus two equals four. No matter what state you live in, no matter what country you're in. Sometimes the liberals want to see them. That right? might make eight. <laughs> well, but so let me give Common you Common core right? math, Glenn. So what, 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 what Dr. Erickson talked about, right, was the fact that we've done more testing, and so we, we know more data, right? Before, we thought maybe 100,000 people had the virus in a given community. I'm giving an example. Mm-hmm. And let's say of the 100,000 people in that community, 1,000 people died. That of the 100,000 that, that were tested and that had it. Well, that's 1%, right? But if we test more and suddenly we figure out that a million people 
had the virus, but we still know that only a thousand died. Well, right. that's it good. Changes the percentage. Doesn't right? doesn't doesn't take away from those thousand deaths. Totally understand it. it. However, death, it changes the violence of the of the virus. Changes right? Changes the math. Yeah. Changes the math. You can't. So all those people that came out and oh, Doctor, look, you can dispute his. You know his thought process on on, on quarantining and and uh, and your immune system and things like that. I right. think those are things that you could probably which, have a conversation. Which we're going to ask him about because I'm a but big believer can, in that. That is yeah. that is the thing that scares me the most out of this sure. is the drop in everybody's immune system because everybody's wearing a mask and we got to wipe well, down everything. And well, worst you thing you can do for your immune system, by the way. But you could debate that, but yeah. you can't you can't debate the math. Right. You can't argue the math. Right. right. And that's that was my point from last week. So all again, you get the whole week long. You get these you know these the left the Looney left, I'll call you. I they are nuts. You, they are right? nuts. Literally, you're, they're you're saying, you're going to kill people, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you exactly. want to open businesses and kill people, so we're going to threaten yes. your life. Oh, it's, it's, okay. <laughs> it's, it's lunacy. It's exactly. It's a perfect example, right? It's exactly what it is. Look, nobody wants to put anybody else at risk. Yep. I'm not going to come into your home if you feel like you are at risk. But- you know, stay home then, right? That's right. Again, it's, well, you it's can't, one of these things where, again, you want to affect everybody uh, else's life. I've been always. calling it COVID in a box, right? Yeah. And we're just, there's some leadership, especially in this state of New York and the mainstream media, that's looking at COVID just through this little prism, right? In a vacuum. It's just COVID, COVID, COVID. But we're forgetting about all the other deaths that are going mm-hmm. to happen, including maybe a, a possible breakdown in your immune system because you're hiding from other stuff that's going to hurt your immune system. But regardless of that, we do know that suicides go up as the unemployment rate goes up. Right. Well, I got to tell you folks, we're at a record level for unemployment right now, right? You're another what? 3. Point something million this week filed claims, right? So we we have big numbers and we know that if we don't get these people back to work quick, it's not COVID in a box. It's just not the flu. It's everything else around it. All right, let's take a quick break here. If you want to hop on board, 803-0930, star 930 on a cell phone, 1-800-616-9236. Do not wait to the end of the show, folks. 1-800-616-9236. Mike Lomas, Glen Weagle Financial Guys. We'll be back here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to The Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. All righty, welcome back. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle Financial Guys, the place where money meets politics. It's The Financial Guys Radio Network. Um, we'll go, a jam-packed show for you today, folks. So if you want to hop on board, 1-800-616-9236. Uh, if you'd like a free consultation, if you're out in Rochester, Buffalo here, uh, and down in South Florida, we have offices. Uh, we have trained professionals, and we've departmentalized, and um, we have experts in each department, and they focus on each department. So I heard somebody uh, on one of the shows earlier say, we only do Medicare, and we don't do financial planning. Well, we do that too, right? We have independent experts. We do financial planning. We have financial planning experts. We have Medicare, independent AHIP certified experts, right? They don't cross over and do it. One one doesn't do the other. So use our team as a resource. Again, 833-FIN-GUYS if you'd like to pop into our office for a complimentary consultation. If you want to hop on board, 1-800-616-9236. Let's just uh, the text board here quick. I posted your video from Dr. Erickson in California from last week's show. On Facebook, and uh, they took it down. YouTube took it down. Yes, they did. Anything that didn't fit the I'm going to scare you rhetoric is, seems to be coming yeah. down out there. 
Well, Keith, I'll tell you what you can do is you can uh, – we, we played a lot of those clips on our, our YouTube uh, channel as well. Uh, within our podcast, that YouTube probably doesn't take down as much. Uh, you can also download our podcast. The clips are there. Uh, we've also ripped that video so that we can play it on our website. So everybody's got the video. We're going to continue to put it up over yep. and over and over and over again. Look, the, if, if, they, if they weren't worried about the counter-narrative, then they wouldn't be silencing the counter-narrative. And this is what we always say about the other side, right? If, if you have something you want to debate, well, let's debate it, right? Bring it on and let's debate it. Let's talk about it. If you think that Dr. Erickson and what they're professing is wrong, well, let's debate it with, with fair and open, honest sure. debate. and have a discussion. But that's not what that's the right. left does. That's no. not what they want to do because no. they can't do that, right? They, their idea is to shut down any sort of counter-narrative to any talking points, whether it happens to be COVID or anything else for that matter. It right. doesn't make a difference because they cannot back up their arguments. This is math, folks. 1,000 people out of 100,000 people is 1%. 1,000 people out of a million is less than 1%, okay? It's 0.1%. Mm-hmm. Those are not debatable numbers. It's not, you again, you can debate whether or not you believe. Yeah, you the stay-at-home order or the, yeah, or, or the, the mask, immune the immune system. Right. I'm sure we can debate those yep. types of things on the effects of the immune yep. system or not, right? But we can't debate math, right? right? Two plus we, two equals four. We, we know yeah, the no number of people in a state, and we know speak. the number of people we lost, <clears throat> right? right? That's yeah. it. So anyway. All right. 803-0930-STAR-930-1-800-616-9236. And uh, let me see if I can grab another one of these. Oh, by the way, uh, somebody wrote, I don't know about the suicides and unemployment. They're getting paid quite handsomely. Yeah, that, that is a huge well, problem, by the way. I, I totally disagree with the way they handle that. I don't, I don't by the way, I don't. That's not di- last forever, though. I don't disagree with people being whole. Okay, look at you. were making 500 bucks a week. Let's give you 500 bucks a week. But to add on another 600 when you've got business owners out there, you've got restaurant owners that can't get any of the PPP money, that's wrong. We're also seeing, and I'm seeing this, we've got a lot of business owners, and they're telling me they can't get people back to work because they're making more money on unemployment. That's a big problem. It's right. going to be a huge problem. They're likely to extend it, unfortunately. Yeah. Let's so. uh, sneak in. Uh, we've got Brian and Weedfield up on deck. Let's sneak in Mike Sparaza real quick. Mike, how are you? Mike, uh, the head of our property casualty division, which is insuring homes and autos and all that good stuff. How are you, sir? I'm pretty good. Just in the office doing a few things today. You are extremely busy, one of our fastest growing departments. And uh, as far as I know, you don't do anything else but property casualty and insuring homes and autos, right? That, that's right. That's the extent of what I do every day. Properties, autos, businesses, that's really all I do every day. Tell me about some savings for the week and uh, some service things. And you got you put together a defensive driving course, which I want to make sure you, you, you can help a lot of folks out there. Yeah, so this week we'll start with some savings. I had a couple... Uh, couple interesting ones saved a, a gentleman and his wife about 800 hours on uh, two cars and one home they were paying about 2300 i believe it was now we're to about 15 uh just yesterday i helped somebody it was a referral actually from brian Farachi and uh it was a friend of his and her his mother she needed some help we saved her about 250 bucks which went a long way for her right now she was thrilled about that um and, and you know part of the reason that she wanted to come aboard the savings was great but she also was in need of some help when when claims happen and and you know she didn't know whether to claim something or not claim something and she really got no advice from where she currently was and it ended up being not covered so she she was pretty upset because every time we run a report we see that there's a claim that came up even though nothing was paid out there she was very upset oh. about that and she really so she made the claim and yet she still wasn't covered does that go against her then 
so they it didn't meet the deductibles what happened uh, really gave her any vice so it, it still it still gets marked down as a zero dollar claim because she Ouch. claim and tried to put something through Oof. Wow. Now, you represent so many different companies that a lot of folks um, know. They, they, they're Oftentimes, and this will happen, they'll come in and you'll say, hey, look, you're in a great policy, but we can take it over. That way, and it doesn't cost you anything. That way, if something does happen in the future, we're on top of it. We can give you notice and we can shop it at that point, right? Yeah, we did that actually uh, two different clients this week. You know, they weren't, uh, they weren't in a bad place. Coverage was good. Premiums were great. So, you know, I offered, it's a company we work with, I offered, hey, if you want to come here, you know, for, for great service and for help on certain things, like I was just saying, a claim, uh, you know, issue, that, that stuff that we do for our clients, and, and it's a full service insurance agency, it's not just a, hey, we'll sell you a policy and never talk to you again. So that that's interesting to a lot of people, because what happens to clients, I notice, is they get a policy sold to them, and then they never hear from anybody again. Um, and that's tough when you when you don't have somebody you can rely on with claims, with service, billing, you name it. Got to shop it around, yeah. folks. He's got over 25 different companies he can shop. Uh, before I forget and let you go, um, the defensive driving course, you're out there trying to save people money as well. Yeah, so so it's a great thing. You can do them online. It's about 27 bucks. the course we have. Uh, it takes about 10% off the liability piece of your, of your policy, uh, the premium. So, you know, while some of us are still at home or, or you know, have some extra time on our hands, It'll take, you know, you can do it at your own pace, 30 minutes a day, however you want to do it to get it done. Just call the office. We can help you out with that. And, again, get some savings on a policy right now. Yeah, now's the time to do it, especially if you're laid off. Save some money on your insurance. It takes you a little bit of time. But uh, what is it, 27 bucks to register for the course? But if you can save 10% on your auto insurance, that's a lot, right? And, and, it, and it lasts for three years, too, which is good. So you don't have to re-up it every year. $27, it lasts for three years, and you get that discount for three years. Perfect. Always you'll awesome having you, buddy. <laughs> you'll be out of quarantine by then. <laughs> 833-FIN-GUYS. Uh, if you're here in Buffalo, 6331 but we do have independent uh, agents out in Rochester and down in South Florida that can help. So a lot of folks calling us from Florida wanting us to shop their home auto, you know, homeowners and, and of course, their auto as well and boat and everything else. So 25 companies, give him 14 minutes, let him save you money. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Actually, I'll see you Monday. We are an essential business, so we are open. 833-FIN-GUYS if you need our help. Well, what do you want to do, stick with the phones here? Yeah, if we can right. sneak more in. A couple of things I do want to mention, though, we can get to later in, in the show is, uh, you know, uh, Gavin Newsom came out, governor of California this week, and said, you know, my job is to protect all Californians, mm. including the seven sex offenders that he released from prison. I know, isn't that great? Unbelievable. Where, where One are their which, priorities? by the way, was already rearrested for indecent exposure. People so. are just getting that, by the way. This week, I had a, a few, uh, I had a text earlier in the week, and somebody said, I can't believe Cuomo's letting out uh, criminals. I'm like, he's been letting out criminals. Oh, yeah, for I mean, a month and a half. Yeah, the, the mainstream media, I'm sure, will pick up the story anytime now, right? Any yeah. day now, we'll, we'll yeah. pick that story up. We do just have Dave, David DiPietro on the live line, so we're going to bring David up here in a second. But let me, uh, let's uh, see. Oh, <laughs> Tesla, by the way, is now uh, wants a, a freebie on the $40 million that they were going to owe for you not said uh, that yeah i believe if, if i'm not mistaken back in february i said mark the tape yep they will use this as an excuse to say well here we go we yeah, couldn't hit our numbers we would have i love well, david robinson you know? by the way they used the exact excuse that we said they were going to use and i still have not Shocking. purchased a buffalo news since they didn't endorse uh, mm-hmm. our friend carl but uh yeah. david robinson was in the news uh today saying well you know looks like the this crisis is going to hurt those solar panels yeah oh, sure it is. not the $190,000 price. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Let's explain that further. Is that because we're all going to be living in tents and they can't actually and I love up David. the solar panels? 
channels David, or does, what, David? David does a good job for the news. He writes good stuff. But <laughs> no, David, the, the problem is not the coronavirus. It's the fact that it cost $190,000 for a roof that would normally cost ten grand, and nobody right. wants to buy them. That's the and problem, right? now we have right? 30 million people unemployed. Yeah, so. yeah, 30 good million luck. people unemployed that definitely won't be able to afford those roofs. That's but right. they wouldn't have anyway. So let's just welcome Brian in Weedfield quick. Hi, how are you, Brian? I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. good. Um, you guys touched on so much stuff that I, I could just talk to you for two hours. Obviously, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Let me try to squeeze this one in. You said something about uh, people having lowered immune systems from staying in their homes. Mm-hmm. That, that struck me, like, to my core. What, what if, I mean, I'm, you, you guys are numbers guys. The numbers aren't adding up compared to what we were told from the beginning. Yep, right. Um, New York City is obviously being affected, me, affected in a really large way. The rest of New York State, however, is under the same guidelines as just New York City is. We have to adhere to whatever Cuomo says. Yep. If the numbers don't add up, they don't add up. That's that's not going to change. Yep. How much longer do people? How much longer are people going to be forced to stay in their homes if these numbers don't add up? That's a really good question. I don't know. Yeah. I can tell you, our local leadership seems to not look at the actual science and the numbers uh, well, across the board. Right? Let me ask a different question, and this is, you know, where do we draw the line? Is my question. Yeah. So, well, so basically, they have taken away our freedom of speech. They have taken away our freedom of assembly, mm-hmm. and they have taken our way uh, our our freedom of religion to assemble at a religious place of, of worship. Yeah, right? what what amendment so they have completely works and what doesn't the first work amendment. now? <laughs> do they, well, I'm just asking a question. Do they go to the second amendment next? Right. Oh yes, those, they do. Oh yes, right? they do. Oh, yeah, right. That's so absolutely. So I guess where do, where do we as people draw the line? That's yeah. my question. And when you do know? we and when do we stop looking at COVID in a box? Right. I mean, yeah. and and Dr. Erickson said this last week. Look, when the numbers and the academic numbers came in originally. He would have done exactly what Dr. Farsi did was, hey, look it, we're scared. These numbers are coming in. Oh, my gosh, we don't know how big they're going to be. But now we know the numbers. We've got huge samplings, right? Millions of cases, small deaths. Millions of cases, small deaths. We need to change ours. Hey, why don't you hold on for me, Brian, okay? David David DiPietro up on deck. And you've got the financial guys, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, the place where money meets politics. If you need us throughout the week, folks, we do manage money for a living. 833-FIN-GUYS. Use us as a resource. We'll be back. You're listening to The Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. All righty, welcome back. Here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Welcome back. Sorry about that, a little early. And uh, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys, the place where money meets politics. Financial Guys Radio Network, and uh, just some cool text coming in. Uh, hey, we met with Mike Hayflick a couple times. He's awesome. <laughs> Everybody loves Mike. Everybody loves Mike. Uh, that's awesome. awesome. Well, thank you for that, uh, Mike. Uh, Mr. Hayflick is awesome. So uh, simple question. Is the stock market gambling? Nothing less, nothing more. Frank in Williamsville. Uh, no, it's not gambling, Frank. And the reason why is because there's a high probability that if you gamble, you will lose money over time. But there's a high probability if you're in a well-diversified portfolio over time, you will make money. So to me, just the opposite. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and we'll get the rest of them after. Let's see. Hey, guys, do you know anybody that can make me up a sign? Yes, we do, actually. Yes. <laughs> Call our office, 633-1515, the Buffalo office. That's a Buffalo one. And if you need us throughout the week, folks, 833-FIN-GUYS if you're out in Rochester or if you're in uh, – 
down in South Florida. Let's uh, let's just welcome Brian, and then we're going to bring Dave DiPietro up here. Brian, how are you? I just wanted to give you the final thought. I know you were holding for a while there. So, like like you guys said, uh, staying indoors is really going to wreak havoc on everybody's immune system. And going to throw on my conspiracy theorist hat. What if what if that was the goal? What if the goal was to just have the mainstream media hype up something so bad? I'm not I'm not taking away from the deaths that have occurred. That's that's a horrible. My my question is, what if the goal was to have everybody so afraid that they stay in their house and they do the damage to themselves? Yeah, well, I, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think you know what you're seeing is you're seeing a lot of things that don't make common sense. Yes. Right. You know, I can you can look at, for example, you know, there you we're all crowding into a Walmart, but we can't go to the beach. Right. Right. I mean, that doesn't make logical we're, sense. We're, we're, we're Obama, releasing prisoners. Did you see, by the way, Obama this week? Golfing. Why well, no. Michelle sent out a message? Oh, yeah, of course. Wow, that said, you again, all need to stay in your people. homes. Only go out for essential things. As her husband yeah. is out golfing. I mean, They're if that like doesn't that, say something to all of us. Did you see Governor Pritchard in, in uh, uh, Illinois ask the same question? Like, yeah. Governor, you're, you're, you're chastising people for leaving their homes. You have a lockdown order, and yet your wife flew to Florida. Right. He goes, well, don't make this about my family. There was, a time that, <laughs> there was a time that you didn't ask questions about somebody's family, and how dare you? And I take offense to there, the person there who wrote There is when you're telling like, me to stay in the house. Exactly. And, Brian, and Brian, the but biggest again, thing is— people. And, and yeah. I, you know, I'm not a doctor, but we're going to have Dr. Erickson on in the next hour. And his concern was, especially with these younger kids, we're bubble wrapping them. And you, that's not how we build a healthy immune system. That's not good for a healthy immune system and a, and a, a good, healthy society is for everybody to stay away. In fact, children build up their immune system. They touch things on the on the table. They touch the ground. They put it in their mouth, right? That's what makes them healthy over time, not bubble wrapping them. Just the opposite of what we're doing. And I think well, there's going to be some long-term health concerns here. We, uh, and we'll talk we, to him about that next hour. We also can't destroy our entire economy forever and ever. I right. mean, Look, you look at what's happened in, in Sweden. They are fast heading towards herd immunity, meaning most of the folks have had it. Their hospital systems didn't get overwhelmed. Now, did they have a higher number of deaths? Of course they did. But they also didn't devastate their economy. And again, you know, people that say, wow, you're putting money over lives. I got news for you, folks. Depressions kill people, too. Yes. Okay? Not talking depression, depression. I'm talking the depression. Like That's right. The Great Depression that we had, where thousands and thousands and thousands of people died. Five hours they waited in line, in a, and I think it was Florida recently, for, to get food. Five hours as these food banks stand. So don't tell me there's no other consequence. Right. There was a 15-year-old girl it's, that killed herself in California because of the depression and the isolation and the loneliness. We, so had again, a, we had a lady starve you know, to death, Glenn, in a nursing home here yes. because in East Aurora because her daughter couldn't get into the nursing home to come help her, right? Sadly. It's not COVID in a box, and, this, the, and the right. leadership here locally needs to understand it. So do a lot of our people around here, right? No, I mean, we need to don't. put some pressure on some of these leaders to say enough is enough. Um, let's, let's welcome David DiPietro. David how are you, sir? Fantastic, guys, for shining the light on the corruption that's going all over the place. We always appreciate you being on. I know you're crazy busy, and we thank you for that. Um, you've been out there, you know, one of the, the, the one of the folks out there with some strong leadership. I know you came out with a responsible uh, uh, you know, or an analysis to reopen parts of New York, right? Correct. And uh, two quick points. Because I get this, I had two death threats this week already at my office. Um, Out of control. Same here. <laughs> You're going to kill people by letting business owners go Honest to work, to and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> oh, it's, okay. It's just, this is getting out of, I'm just saying to the folks out there, mm. look, if you're scared, I, we understand. Yeah. Stay in your Stay home. home. But to threaten somebody's life yeah. because you're scared is not 
an appropriate response. Right. Just saying. And the people who are scared are not informed. They don't have the facts. They're being, they, they listen to the mainstream media and they're totally scared and it's, uh, it's by design. So, you know, they keep talking about two things. They say this is no worse than the flu. This is worse than the flu, whatever. The fact is every year we have over a billion, a billion with a B, uh, flu around the, around the world. And we have a few million deaths off of it. Okay, get to, these are CDC numbers, World Health Organization, you look them up. And yet, and that's what they predicted for this, and yet they're 100% wrong. We're looking at not even, what, a million, not even a million, two, three million worldwide right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And plus in New York State, as you guys know, I post every, usually every night, the updates I get from the New York State Department of Health, not mine. People are complaining and saying, don't make these numbers up. I get these from the Department of Health. It's run by Democrats, folks. It's New York State. <laughs> New York State numbers. And uh, the other day, we had 21 counties which did not have a new case overnight in 24 hours, and 16 counties that had less than three in 48 hours. But why Why would? Why are we not talking about that, David? Why is? Why do I not hear Andrew Cuomo talking about that? Because he's... he's it's, uh, I want to tell you something. Where I'm on the conference calls every day with New York State, with Albany, about the updates, and then we get these sent to us from the Department of Health, and his own people, I get off the line and I talk to his own people, and they're super frustrated. The only reason, and I want the people to listen to this, the only reason we went from May 1st to May 15th was because he needed time because he was extorting money to pay off the horrible deficit the state is in. He was trying to extort the federal government to get another 8 to $12 billion, mm-hmm. which has been told no. I don't think he's going to get it, yeah. Well, let me ask you a question on the health side of things. We know the economic side of New York State is going to be a disaster. Mm-hmm. We, we've been saying for a long time, Dave, you have as well, that if the state is 3 to $6 billion underwater in the good times, how bad is it going to be in the bad times? Well, folks, we're we'll about know. to find out. <laughs> we'll we're find know. out. Let me ask you this, though, Dave, because this is the part that's really frustrating me. And I heard Governor DeSantis this past week at a, you know, down in Florida give a great press conference. He said, folks, we're reopening most of the state. There's going to be some counties going to be a little bit slower than the rest. But for the most part, outside of the four counties in the south part of Florida, all the rest of the state is starting to reopen because, you know, we were told that we needed to flatten the curve. And he showed these graphs. He said, OK, we flattened it. Right. Our hospital systems are have excess capacity. We don't have the flood and the we didn't need the extra hospitals that we set up. We didn't need the ship that we thought. And because our hospitals weren't overwhelmed, because we're able to flatten the curve, we can now reopen. In New York, we've also flattened the curve. But then they moved the goalpost, mm-hmm. right? Now it's about having a dropping of a, of a count all the time. And, yeah. and now it's about you know infection rates and things like that. We were told early on that it was we had to flatten the curve so that we could catch up. Right, we could make sure we had enough ventilators. We could get the proper PPE equipment, and we just had to buy ourselves a little bit of time. And we talked about just getting the Easter. And Easter, to be honest with you, was the right answer. Mm-hmm. Easter was the original right answer, and we should have opened up the day after Easter on that following Monday, right? But now they haven't. And in most states, the curve. Every state. I'm sorry, not most. In every state. The curve has been flattened. There's not one state in the country where the hospital systems are being overwhelmed, including New York City yeah. right we now. We have lots of extra ventilators now. So so what what are the new rules now, David? I mean, how are we supposed to— And, as and a, is as he giving state, you any leadership, like top-level leadership, to say, here's when we're going to open? Yeah. It's all about, this is all about money now, and it's all about scare tactics and a lot of other things, but those are the, 
the main ones. The governor. He's working, though. I'll tell you what, the scare tactics are working. I cannot believe the amount of people that are scared of this. Now knowing the data that we know. Again, I understand it a month or two ago. Now knowing the data that we know. Now knowing, you know, the death rate of this thing. Uh, I, I, you can see that they're winning. There's no doubt about it. Erie County, we have less than one-third of 1% of 1% people with COVID. Okay? Less than one-third of 1%. And yet, Poland Cars gets on there and makes it sound as if if we go outside, we're going to die. Yes. Right. Okay. And that's, I'm not talking about deaths. I'm just talking about people who have contracted it, and 38% are now over it. So right. the numbers are all inflated. And you got to remember the governor himself took 3,700 deaths without testing them and labeled them COVID. Why? Well, well, even even He's the ones that. He's taking them off now. Yeah. Even, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, now oh, the nursing oh, home ones the are ones coming are nursing off. Homes. Oh, Did no, no, you hear the other day, David? Yeah. He goes, well, those nursing home deaths, because now now it's coming back to him, right? Hey, he put yeah. these people back in a nursing home and put them in jeopardy. Now he's saying, well, look, you know, they're they're putting everybody into these COVID deaths. Oh, right. okay, well, yeah, that was good a week yeah. or two before when right. you could count them into your, into your daily count, but now that it might be pinned back to you, not so good, right? We're also finding that lots of times, and we'll have Dr. Erickson on next hour, but he talks about when people pass away, they oftentimes have four or five different things wrong with them, right? right. So they may have COVID. It doesn't mean they passed away from COVID. Right. This is getting, it's, guys, and as you know, and it's unfortunate, it's, it's out of control. We're losing our liberty, and that's, that's the main thing. When do we, how much do you give up? Obviously, obviously we give up every, we're giving up our liberty for really nothing, and I think this is, by design, and it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a scary thing right now that people are, uh, you know, we went in the wrong door at BJ's. Me and my wife went in the exit door when we got there. It was raining. How dare you? We just went in, and a lady yelled at us. Yeah. Like, I would yell back. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Stolen my dreams. Oh, that's the wrong one. That's Lady Doris. How dare you? There it is. <laughs> um, so, David, you've been very proactive on this. Jumpstart New York. And what is your game plan? I mean, it, and it seems to be falling on deaf ears. I mean, right now we've got we've got leadership on a top level. Andrew's got a lot of power, right? And there's a lot of other governors that have done this as well, which is sort of scary. Can I tell you, and I, 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 I'm yelling to the choir every day. People are asking me questions about the governor and about what he's doing. I tell them, look, in the middle of March, we voted at midnight to give him unlimited power. He has more power than any governor in, in the country times 20. If he wants every child vaccinated, he signs an executive order, and from birth, they have to be. There's no, you can't do anything well, about it. Well, he's not the only one, though, David. Let's be yeah. honest. I mean, the governor of Maine has the similar or same godlike powers, right? right? The governor of Maine, just like Governor Cuomo, just like Governor Whitmer, just like Gavin Newsom, just like the governor of Illinois, all of these, just like Governor Northam, all of these Democratic uh, governors have literally granted themselves king-like powers. I'm not calling Como a king, so don't misunderstand. I'm not trying to insult him personally, but to be honest with you, he has given himself unlimited powers over the budget. He's given, like in Maine, in Maine, the governor of Maine can can she can waive laws, she can make new laws. Governor Como can do that. Same thing. You, you, yep. you guys in the legislature, oh, don't right? worry, you, David, guys. with the legislature, gave it to Como. Como can make laws. As soon as he this virus goes away in 2030, he's going to give that power yeah. back. Hey, Dave, would yeah, you I'm stick sure. with us? we got to take a quick break. Sure, go ahead. All right, we got to take a quick break. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys, uh, the place where money meets politics, Financial Guys Radio Network. If you need us throughout the week, folks, we do manage money for a living. We thought this show is really, really important, so talking a little bit less about money today, but use our team as a resource, folks, whether it's Medicare planning, 
insuring your home and your auto. We have experts in each division, Medicare turning 65, independent AF certified maps, reps, and of course, financial planning. We've got chartered financial analysts, certified financial planners, registered investment advisors. Mike Lomas, Glenwell Financial Guys. Don't turn a dial. We'll be right back. David DiPietro on the hotline here on the live line. And uh, quick, quick break. Don't turn the dial. You're listening to The Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. All righty, welcome back. Financial Guys Radio Network, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, the place where money meets politics. If you need us throughout the week, folks, 833-FIN-GUYS. If you think like us, use our team as a resource out in Rochester, down in South Florida, and our flagship office, Whirly and Spindrift. Again, 833-FINGUYS, our website, thefinancialguys.com. And, uh, you know, some of our different departments, I forgot to plug Social Security before, certified Social Security claiming strategist. If you think you're going to retire, uh, you need you got to make sure you include Social Security. you got to optimize it. Understand your options. Again, use our team as a resource. Uh, great show, guys. As usual, if your wife, wife takes your $1,200 federal stimulus money and then <laughs> tells you you're not going to get it, is that legal? Dave in L.A. <laughs> I think it is, Dave. <laughs> it's not illegal, but it's, uh, I, would, I would say it's probably usual. <laughs> no, I think it's legal, Dave. That's what happens. It's legal. It's called marriage. Yeah, no. That's right. Just kidding. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, let me summon to bring back in uh, Dave. Oh, he's already got Dave locked in. Dave DiPietro on the live line with us, Assemblyman Dave DiPietro. Hey, Dave, uh, somebody texted in a question. Let's see. Executive orders by governors are not laws and can only be made law by state legislators voting it into law. Can you ask your guest about that, please? Yes. It's like the, uh, the order to wear face masks. And I want to make real clear. If you know the science behind these face masks, as you guys do, they really don't stop the spread. They don't do much. I think they're actually going to end up making people sicker. That's my prediction. And by the way, I predicted on a podcast about four weeks ago that these numbers would come in very similar to the everyday flu, which I was right about. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off, Dave. No, I, I've got the N95, and I wear it. I have a deviated septum, so sometimes it's tough. So after about two, three minutes, if there's no one in an aisle, I'm in a store, I, take, I, I pull yeah. it down. I'm, a word, I, I'm truly worried about hurting my immune system, so I will not wear them unless I absolutely have to. And I believe a private business has the right to tell me, you know, hey, we want you to wear one. Okay, that's my right to go in and buy stuff, right? If I don't want to, I won't go in there, but I will not wear one outside of that. I want a very strong, healthy immune system, which is what a face mask is doing just the opposite of doing to me, I believe. Well, that's what I wanted on that question. Is, is the governor doesn't. That, those are recommendations. When I went into Home Depot, they had a sign on the door that said, due to uh, state ordinance, you must wear a face mask, something like that. And I, me and my wife looked at each other and said, no, no, that's, that's not a law. That's just a recommendation. There's mm-hmm. no law. But they're making it sound as if that is a law. Each store has the right to authorize you to wear it. But it's not a state law. It's not mandated. Hey, Dave, you, um, you've you been part of uh, some budget uh, negotiations on uh, dangerous, and I, I guess I should say politics as usual down there, right? This coronavirus isn't going to stop them from spending. No. Uh, and just so people know, right now, the update I've got is we're $16 billion in debt. We're going to be $16 billion. A billion with a B. That's way low. Wow. That's lower than they, it really is. It's got to be closer to $30 billion. Look, you can't shut down the entire state commerce for two months. 
and expect they were only going to be short by 10%. Right. I mean, right? I mean, we had we had a $165 billion budget that was already 3 to $6 billion short, right? We've now closed our economy for the equivalent of about 18% of the year. You would automatically assume that we would have an 18 to 20% decline or shortfall in that number, which would put it at about $33 yeah. billion. That, that's assuming so. everybody can actually start back up. Dave, are you hearing from yeah. business owners out there that are scared? <laughs> First off, guys, last when I was in April 1st, second, I was in Albany at last time in Albany, uh, the budget deficit was $7.1 billion. Right. Yeah. So, and now the numbers haven't come in for the next quarter. So they're guessing at 16, but we know that's going to be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like they're just guessing at it. Yeah, hey, you've you've come up with some ideas about you know extending or waiving state regulations to try to help get this going. Is is that going to go anywhere? No, no, no. It's already been told. No. Governor, yeah. hey, look, another moving truck. Bye, <laughs> bye. See you in Florida. Bye. It's sad. I mean, I'm yeah. laughing because it's just the lunacy of it. Yeah, all, the but- states, by the way, that that have their act together are going to continue, just like we've been saying in the stock market, right? Uh, uh, Paul Meeks, one of our investment advisors on CNBC Squawk Box every week, has been saying now's a great time to get rid of the JV players you have. And and uh, and go to the varsity players. What he means is there's really good stocks out there at the cheap price, right? The good stocks with cash are going to win. The good states are going to win out of this. And unfortunately, I was hearing from a business owner uh, about two weeks ago who was going back and forth. Does he stay here, not stay here? Does he stay here? Well, this virus hit. All this this talk about not reopening and no game plan out there. He said, yeah. you know what? He packed up two weeks ago. He said, I'm done. I'm not extending my lease. His lease was due in July. He said, I'm just not going to extend it. And I'm going to use this opportunity to relocate down south to a, a more business-friendly state. That's going to continue to happen. This is going to oh, really, really be now. another you know pounding. Of our, of our of our New York State economy for sure. Well, you guys you guys know this is all gonna how it's gonna shake out in New York State, and it's it's unfortunately uh, you know I tell people to use common sense. People that are threatening me are are just so out of control. I want to say ignorant. Yeah. Oh, you, know, you can go into I went into Tops, Walmart, uh, and Home Depot yesterday, and there were hundreds of people. Yep. When I call a friend of mine. Who owns the bike shop to get a new bike tube? He's closed. Yeah, can't walk in. Right, you can't do healthy stuff like biking. That that I've been saying that for a while. These small retail shops, though, like I've well, been in a shop with more than two people. Yeah, right? well, th- and think think just think about how crazy this is, Dave. And this is how ridiculous this is. So you go into a store, you pick up a case of water, right? They're telling me that Corona can last on that case of water for two or three days, right? So I'm going to pick up that case of water that's probably been touched by a ton of people that have walked through. I'm going to bring it into my house. Right. And then I'm going to shelter in place That's right, right next to the corona instead right. of going out on my bicycle. <laughs> right. I, I mean, come on. Let's have a little bit of common sense here, right? L- just a little bit of common sense, right? So you're going to shelter, and then I'm going to drink that water, and I'm going to open it up, right? I, come on. I, I mean, it, uh, it makes zero sense right now. At, we have to put together a game plan. I've been saying this for weeks. Should have never closed the entire economy. You never, I, ever close the I, lifeblood of the economy. We should have never done that. But we, at some point... Business leaders need to start to get together and rally around some clear picture on when this thing is going to get open. Well, guys, I want to tell you, May 15th, right, is the he extended from May 1st to May 15th. The data, which I get every day, does not, none of the data, none, zero, suggests we go past May 15th. If he does, personally, I will be the first one out there telling people open up and, uh, and, and, and yeah. open up and you can't stay closed anymore. 
God bless you. I'll fight for you. David, who well, decided? Likely, likely they will extend it, though. I mean, here's the thing, and here's the problem, Dave, is that you've got these leaders that are, honest to gosh, they are operating in economic fantasy land. Yes. Right? There's a whole new movement now on cancel rent. you got Akasha <laughs> Cortez out there, right. right, saying it's a great idea, right? She's encouraging she wants people. wants to change the housing market is what she said, right? I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's up I mean, the housing market. She'll upend it all right. It'll, it'll be she, destroyed. Here's what she said. It's not that it's impossible to do it. It's not that we can't do it, right? She's just, we can do it. Really, we can do it. Who pays the mortgages right. then? <laughs> right. The landlord. I was thinking, well, who does we should upkeep? just push back. Why don't we just push back the mortgage payments yeah. then? Oh, as if what? Money grows on trees, right? Yeah, I guess the, the federal government care. is actually showing that. But so, this is economic illiteracy. So we push it back, is. what, to the banks? And then the banks collapse? And then the whole financial system collapses, right? Yeah, Come exactly. on. They, they're, but they're economically illiterate. There's no doubt about it. Really are. Hey, Dave, who decides well, who's essential and who's not? Governor. Oh, good. Okay, good. So, so, uh, and and I'm sure he's getting paychecks, right? Getting raises on time, all that stuff. That's all the governor. He yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Uh, Are we reports to him? That's a good question. Are we talking about? I mean, obviously, we're gonna have a huge budget deficit. I'm sure they'll be talking about cutting police and firefighters and closing parks, right? They always want to hit us where it hurts the most. Mm. Any conversations in Albany about cutting legislator salaries or the governor's salary or any <laughs> other elected f- official in this state? Uh, Dave C. Glenn always likes to end with a funny at the top of the hour. <laughs> it is a great comedy skit. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> Wiggle Lomas. We should. We're gonna go on tour. Oh man. So so that's a no, right? All right, David. Speak. We'll keep you just for a few more minutes here, Dave. What, what do we? What do we? Where do we go with this? I mean, you know, you've come out with some great pieces on, you know, reopening parts of Western New York. I mean, as you're pointing out, there's parts of Western New York that have zero cases, one case. I mean, ridiculous that we've crushed these economies. Uh, you've got you've got like three counties that haven't had a, two counties I know haven't had a case in a month. Hmm. Andy Goodell down in Chautauqua has an area of 100 square miles where they have no cases, zero. Mm. Why would you be closing the mom-and-pa uh, bike shop, the car wash down there where no one even gets out of their car? It, none of this makes sense. It's, it's total total fallacy, and, uh, we're, and people are buying it to the point where they're so scared they're do, using death threats because they think. I, I was talking to Mike Hayflick yeah. the other day, and he went through the car wash, and he said, man, he goes, the guy that walked, that was bringing me in, I was so thankful he had a mask on because I was just afraid that I was going to sneeze and it was going to go right through my glass window at him. Right. <laughs> like, come on. I mean, stop, stop, stop. No common sense whatsoever. Yeah. I am looking anyway. forward to your, your next guest because I have listened to him speak, and he's phenomenal. I hope everyone who's on the fence, anyone who's who hates the show and who hates me, listens to this because this man and, I agree. Thank you. And if you disagree with him, that's okay. It's okay to disagree with the Dr. Erickson. It's okay to disagree with the Dr. Fauci. It's okay to disagree with the Dr. Birds. You don't issue death threats because you disagree with a different medical opinion. There's not a monopoly on medical opinions, okay? The left doesn't have that monopoly. This right. something been Dave DiPietro. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Hey, Dave, you. real quickly, is there a website or anything you want to plug? I know you're throwing all kinds of good content out there, so I appreciate all, your, all of what you do. Um, no, you know, my DiPietro for Assembly page, that's where I do my updates. My personal page, I get people, they, they friend me, and I'm already at the max, and I've got about 550 waiting, so don't friend me there. Go to my Facebook page, my Assembly page, and and you'll get all the other awesome. Always awesome. Thanks, Thank you, sir. All right. Mike Lomas, Club Legal Financial Guys. We'll hit up some phone calls on the other side here. And uh, hopefully Dr. Erickson will be joining us. So another whole hour of really incredible radio. So stick with us here. Financial Guys Radio Network.
The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It's time to talk money. How dare you? I want you to panic. I want you to feel the fear I feel every day. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. We need to eat the babies. You have stolen my dreams. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back. Mike Lomas, Glenn Legal, Financial Guys, the place where money meets politics. A whole other hour here, and uh, appreciate you tuning in. If you need us throughout the week, folks, 833-FIN-GUYS. And I'll try to get to your calls and questions here. We have Kevin and John up on deck. Kevin in Pendleton, John in Rochester, uh, 1-800-616-9236. If you need us throughout the week, folks, thefinancialguys.com. And uh, I, with no further ado, let's switch right to Dr. Dan Erickson. How are you, sir? Good. We uh, are so very thankful that you are spending some time with us. I know it's uh, you're on the uh, the West Coast there, 11 o'clock, but I'm sure you are crazy busy, and I can't thank you enough. We played your clips uh, for two hours last week, so it is, uh, it is an honor to have you on, and we really appreciate you, again, spending some time with us. So tell everybody a little bit about your background, if you could. Well, uh, if you ask American College of Emergency Physicians, uh, I'm just some, you know, wacko with an opinion. But it sounds like us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just some nutbag. But the bottom line is I was trained as an emergency physician through county, although they don't think that's important. They think I should hide that, in fact. Uh, so I'm trained as an emergency physician. I worked in that industry for years, and then I started building medical businesses about eight years ago. And I have them spread out through Central and Southern California. And uh, somehow I, I did a, a little bit, a little press release for my local media, and it went all over the place, and now I'm having to deal with it. <laughs> well, we, we appreciate you, quote, dealing with it. Let, let, me tell, let me ask you this. I keep hearing, follow the science, follow the science. Now, you guys put out there some science, I thought. Well, why are we not following that? Because they're not hyperbole. That's the short answer. Um, you figure the, the predictive models we've been following predicted that we were going to have 2 million people dead in the United States. And that didn't happen. So I said to myself, why don't I just collect my own data, do some testing, and see what's really going on, which I did. And I put out raw numbers. They were not biostatistically analyzed. They were raw data. I had done 5,213 tests, 340 positive, 6.5%. And so I put that out there, and uh, people got mad because it wasn't peer-reviewed. And I said, listen, this thing started two months ago. We don't have double-blind, clinically-controlled trials peer-reviewed to deal with. We have raw data. And I said, if we, look at, if we look at the predictive models, they're not helping us. Telling us that 2 million people are going to die from the top position in the White House isn't helping. So I said, my data is I've tested this many this many are positive. And they attacked me and said, your data is not randomized. I said, you're right. It's not. This is a new novel virus. We just started responding to it. We don't have a lot of good data to extrapolate from. 
So I merely gave my raw data to a couple local news stations, and uh, it was attacked for something it was never meant to be. Well, it seems like anything that's counter to their narrative is being attacked, right? So whether it's hydrochloroquine versus the new drug that uh, Gilead's coming out with or anything. if it And my understanding of medicine, correct me if I'm wrong, it's your business, not mine. But my understanding was that, you know, you do, you know, some peer review stuff, but that there's different opinions sometimes. There's different treatments for different things. And it's not always automatic consensus, unlike math, where math is math, right? And I think a lot of what you put out there is just simply math. And there's multiple studies, not just the, the raw data that you put out there, but there's data that we're getting from New York, from Sweden, from 60 Minutes even, that all kind of corroborate the same numbers, right? Well, if you look at the statement, CDC put out a statement today that said COVID-19 is basically like a severe flu. And so I have been studying Sweden. I've been listening to the epidemiologist and the Dr. Witowski, the great Dr. Witowski, who's a Ph.D. And he has his biostatistics degree master's. And I said, help us understand what's going on. I am not an expert on this. I would like to know what the experts think. And so we looked at Sweden and we looked at what they're doing and their disease and death rate looked really good. And Dr. Anders Tegnell and Dr. Giseki said, we're very happy with our results and we're so happy we didn't follow the world's example. See, they said, you guys are the guinea pig. You were trying something, this whole lockdown shelter in place that's never been done and it's not proving to be effective. The whole point of the lockdown was to keep the hospitals from overwhelming. And now the hospitals are furloughing doctors. They're shutting down floors, furloughing nurses. We've had to cut our rate. Everybody is losing on this deal, and there's almost no upside from what I can see. Hmm. Um, Tell me about, um, you know, you you mentioned in your press release that, you know, you were worried about people with heart disease and diabetes, right? I mean, all of a sudden now we're not having heart issues in this country. Yeah, well, what's interesting about that is I called, I called some different ER docs. Uh, I called one gentleman in Wisconsin. I said, tell me about your, he said, I just got off a night shift. I said, tell me about it. He said, well, he said, as you know, uh, you see chest pain, belly pain. And he said, the interesting thing was people's chest pain had started several days prior and they waited. And when this, this ER physician asked them, why did you wait? And they said, I was afraid of COVID. So now they've got these, these worsening conditions, these heart attacks, these abdominal issues that should have been dealt with three days ago, but because of COVID, now they have a worse issue to deal with. And we don't have data for that. This is all stuff that I'm hearing when I call ER doctors in different states and I say, what are you seeing? ER doctor in the Bronx. I have all this data if you want it. ER data from the Bronx, I think two days ago said, I just finished a shift over this last week he said i've been dealing with covid for the last couple of months it was like a war zone now it's lifting the er is opening up beds are opening up i think it's time to open up the economy and he's in the middle of the bronx in a hot zone Hmm. so time after time after time after time after time doctors are saying it's time to open things up we sheltered in place and we're prepared for a second wave i talked to the ceos in kern county they said their hospital census is low I said, are you ready for a secondary surge? They said, yes. So now my question is, why are we still on lockdown? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been calling it COVID in a box where we're just looking at COVID, but we're not looking at anything else. You know, um, you talked a little bit about the pressure to list a death as COVID. Would you comment on that a little bit? 
Dr. Jensen, a doctor from Minnesota and a senator, will actually fax you over a seven-page document where they said if you are unsure if a patient has COVID and you didn't test them, please list it as COVID. <laughs> wow. We're hearing the same thing in New York, doctor. Yeah. Um, we've, had a, we've got a number of doctors, uh, friends, and nurses that are, are getting equal pressure. That was up until the point that they started to knock uh, Como for so many nursing home deaths, and so now they're actually peeling those off. But anyhow, yeah. um, let me ask you a question on, you know, when it comes to the capacities and, and the ability for, you know, hospitals to take a secondary surge. You know, we were told initially that we had to flatten the curve. And whether you believe that the lockdown worked or it didn't, seemingly the curve was a lot flatter than we expected it. Because I don't know of any hospitals across the country that were really overwhelmed, right? Now that the curve is flattened, they're seemingly moving the goalpost to say, well, we want, you know, less of an infection rate. So let me ask you that specifically on infection rate. How do you track that specifically? They're talking about Germany reopened and they went from a 0.7 to back up to a 1. I mean, Aren't some of these things lagging indicators when it comes to, you know, how they're analyzing and looking at some of these numbers? Well, let's talk about what flattening the curve means. I asked my biostatistician, Ph.D., I've asked two infectious disease epidemiologists, and I've listened to their answers. Their answer is, why would you drag out the course of disease, crush an economy to the tune of two to four trillion for a disease that will reach herd immunity no matter what. The flattening the curve was supposed to make sure the hospitals were not overwhelmed. They're underwhelmed at this point. Right. So why are we delaying the inevitable? We have to get to herd immunity. And the conversation always comes back to herd immunity. That is the key. We get 70 or 80% of the population that has developed an uh, immunoglobulins, IgG, and they are no longer susceptible and the, and the virus burns out. The disease rate we will not know the exact disease rate of, of, of this thing until we go through the entire cycle. Right now, according to Dr. Witowski, who's analyzing the data, he said it looks like a severe flu. We've lost 62,000. That's about a severe flu compared to 27, 2018. So the death rates day-to-day aren't as relevant as the entire picture. Dr. Witowski told me, he said, viruses move in a very smooth curve through the society typically. You don't have massive spikes usually unless someone finds some cases in a shoebox, as he put it. Hmm. So right. I, think, I think Sweden is our model. I'm super proud of them for standing alone with their 10.3 million people and showing us all how it's done. Hmm. Hey, Dr. Erickson, we got to take a quick break. Would you Could you stick with us for a little bit? Is that okay? Uh, sure. All right. You're, you're awesome. I appreciate you spending some time with us. Real quick break here. Can we like bring this break down like a minute or two? That way we can get Dr. back on. All right. Do your best, Frank. All right. Real quick break. Mike Lomas, Glomigal Financial Guys on the live line with us. Dr. Dan Erickson from California, owner of Accelerated Care and an ER physician. We'll be back here on Financial Guys Radio Network. Forget the extremists. It's simple. No one hunts with an assault rifle. No one needs 10 bullets to kill a deer. You're listening to The Financial Guys, Len Wiggle and Mike Lomas. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. Toll free at 800-616-WBEN. And cell calls are free at star 930. All righty, if you're just tuning in, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys, the place where money meets politics. It's the Financial Guys Radio Network, and on the live line with us, Dr. 
Uh, Dan Erickson, and Dr. Erickson is uh, owner of Accelerated Care, ER physician out of California. And uh, for those of you that uh, caught us last week, we played uh, some of his videos uh, throughout the whole show, actually. So a real honor to have him on. And uh, I know he's going to stay with us till the bottom of the hour, so that's awesome. Uh, Dr. Erickson, uh, can, can you just comment and talk a little bit about the, the immune system itself? Because I really, really found that part of it incredibly informative. And weeks ago, now I am not a doctor, I am a financial planner, but I said weeks ago, my concern is everybody wiping everything down and wearing masks, that it's going to hurt their immune system and they're going to get sick from other things. I said that four weeks ago on our podcast. And and when you as a doctor were talking about how the immune system was built, I thought, you know, that more people need to understand that. Well, I think I think this goes back to such basic science. And what what the what the CDC put out today was basically, you know, we need to go back to basic science. Uh, Dr. Uh, Scott Atlas from Stanford put out a statement today saying we need to go back to our basic understanding of microbiology, which is what I was talking about. The immune system is built when an antigen, which is a fancy word for a virus or bacteria, comes into your body. You form a complex. These, these structures called immunoglobulins, IgG and IgM, form the basis of your immune system and destroy the virus. You only can build an immune system when you're exposed to the antigen. When you go the bubble boy route and you wrap a child in, in a hamster wheel and let them go, they do not build a strong immune system. So uh, this whole that's why I keep going back to herd immunity. Herd immunity is us infecting one another, getting to the peak quick and coming down. Look at China. Look at South Korea. They peaked quick. Why? They did not go on lockdown until two weeks after it was discovered. They had the benefit of not knowing what to do. And that benefit allowed them to reach herd immunity quicker. We watched China. We watched South Korea and said, oh, no, this is going to be like, you know, the Spanish flu where 50 million people died. So we locked down. We slowed our increase. We lengthened our, our flattening the curve, which means a longer disease process, we decided that it was worth it to drop a couple trillion dollars, go into a financial freefall. And I look in my community of Bakersfield, out of a million people, we have seven deaths. And when I call the hospital, all three of them, uh, I think they had 14 people in there with COVID, three were on vents. So I say to myself, if I were the scales of justice and we were weighing the collateral damage of COVID versus the viral illness damage of COVID, the collateral damage is much heavier. Hmm. Yeah, no question. We've been saying for a while that the cure can't be worse than the disease. You mentioned herd immunity. Let me ask you about a vaccine, because I'm I'm in your camp, obviously. I believe that, you know, the the faster we can get the herd immunity, the better. It seems like that's where we all need to get to. But there's those that can talk up that want to talk about, well, we just have to wait for a vaccine, which is probably 18 months or more off. I go back to the flu vaccine, though, which doesn't seem to be that effective. So what are your thoughts on the vaccine as a potential versus the herd immunity thought? Well, the, you're having one of the same conversation. A vaccine takes you to herd immunity. That's the whole point. You get vaccinated, you're immune to it, and it takes you to herd immunity quicker. Now, if we look at the flu vaccine, the CDC website, again, I'm going to start just using all these quotes. The CDC says that usually the vaccine is about 30% effective in a good year. Other years, to quote the CDC, it has little to no effect on herd immunity. And a secondary fact, I see thousands of patients every week that don't want the vaccine. 
So now mm-hmm. you've got a vaccine that works 30% of the time, and then you've right. got maybe 40 or 50% of the population that doesn't want it. So this is not a perfect science. Does it give us herd immunity quicker? Absolutely. Is it effective? Yes, it is. But let's be careful. Read the CDC. I keep telling people, go. don't listen to me. Read the CDC. It's right on their page. It's super easy. It'll take you five minutes. And the point is, herd immunity is the way we get through influenza A and B every year. It's mm-hmm. a three- to four-month process. I've been watching it for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I bounce my ideas off the biostatisticians who analyze this mathematically, we are in agreement. Hmm. You, uh, Dr. Erickson, you talked about people often dying of multiple things, right? It's not they may have, um, and I think in, the, in one of the cases you talked about, somebody died of of smoking for twenty five years, but yet he had COVID in him, so they list him as a COVID patient, right? This is happening, and this is I have firsthand accounts of this. Do I have data to support it? Where the data will be coming out, but yes, people have gone into the hospital. I have a firsthand account yesterday of of, of a friend's family member who went in after he had, he had died of, uh, been, he had, I think he had lung cancer, smoking for years. He had been dying for a couple years, and they labeled it as COVID. Another, another young man I'll talk about, 23 years old, had some depression. He got laid off. Yesterday he was taken to the hospital for a suicide attempt. Oh. Oh, he he ate, ate a bunch of pills. He's on a vent right now. And you know, you know what his diagnosis will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. But, That's sad. See, COVID, COVID causes depression, anxiety. It's causing suicide. I don't have all the numbers. These are sort of, you know, uh, these are what I've gathered after talking to colleagues in the ER, colleagues on the floor. I'm saying, what are you seeing? And they're seeing spike in alcohol use. Um, I don't have all the data for this. This is me talking to people, fellow What are you seeing? This is the data we're seeing. So COVID is causing secondary problems, and that's what I'm calling collateral damage that's heavier in, in some ways than the virus itself. Well, what I love is you've said this repeatedly, you know, you're on the front line, right? And it would make a lot of sense to me to talk to more of folks like you who are on the front line. Right? That just makes sense. You're on the front line. You're seeing the new data. And as you and your partner have said, the data has changed, right? It, it was changing every two hours for a while, right? But the data has changed. And like us in the financial world, when the data has changed on a stock, we're going to sell it, right? When the data has changed with this, we need to move with it. Are, are you getting any uh, positive you know, feedback from like any municipalities or anywhere around the country that's saying, look, at, we're now starting to embrace some of this and we are starting to open up and we are starting to understand it a little better? Oh, I could, I could give you a list of government people. Uh, I don't know if they'd want me to list them. I was just on the phone with I've, – I've been on the phone with, uh, without hyperbole, about 20 uh, congressmen and senators who have called me and said, you're right on. Um, how do we get this thing going? We're trying to figure out. I mean, I'm trying to advise on the stuff I've learned from a medical standpoint, what is a good decision moving forward? We made a decision to lock down. I understand that two months ago. You know, the administration and Fauci said, we don't know what's coming over. Let's prepare for this. Great decision. I towed the line. I wore masks at home. I wore masks at stores. I did the whole thing. And then I looked at the data in Kern County, and I said, well, it's pretty mild here. I mean, we've got a, a, a five, six deaths out of a million people. It's pretty low. And I checked it for two months, and then I, I studied different areas and said, maybe it's time to pivot and start looking at different methods of handling this, i.e. Sweden. What do we need to do? 
We need to come down this ladder in a stepwise fashion, per Dr. Gisecki, chief epidemiologist, infectious disease specialist out of Sweden. Come down in a stepwise fashion, open the schools immediately. Children do very well. They have mild disease. Watch it for two weeks. Open up businesses. Watch it for two weeks. Open up church. Watch it for two weeks. If we start to get spikes beyond our medical control, we pull back. To me, it's a simple answer. Hmm. Appreciate I, I We only have about a minute here left. I, I'm just going to say thank you so much, uh, Dan, uh, Dr. Erickson, for uh, stepping up and uh, letting your voice uh, be heard because I think, uh, you know, it's really, truly very brave what you're doing. You know, we've, uh, you know, I can't imagine some of the negative stuff that has come back to you, but, you know, I know you guys have been pulled from YouTube and other places, and, and I really just uh, want to tell you to continue to be brave, continue to do yeah. what you're doing, man, and we, we uh, pray for you, and I think that's great. So Yeah, we appreciate know. it. Don't let the liberal outrage mob uh, shout you down, which yeah. unfortunately is typically uh, what they want to do when they when they don't have a way to, you know, combat or, or argue or, or debate. So yeah, and uh, Glenn and I do go back here. and forth to California once in a while. we got some traders in San Diego, so when this uh, mess calms down and we can come out there we'll buy you a glass of wine or some dinner yeah call me anytime all right sir we so you, appreciate Erickson. you appreciate uh, spending some time with us here and uh, and uh, take care and um, stay safe all right uh, mike lomas come we go we got to take a quick break when we come back we'll continue we'll go back to the phone lines here and i know a lot of you have been very patient if you want to hop on board 1-800-616-9236 1-800-616-9236 Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, the financial guys, the place where money meets politics. And if you need us throughout the week, folks, we thought, you know, we're not really talking about money today, but we thought that show was really important. We thought that interview was really important. So like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and I really encourage you to follow us on Twitter. A lot of the stuff we talk about, we post to our Facebook page. We post to Twitter. Use us as a resource, thefinancialguys.com. If you think like us, pop in and see our team all right real quick break another 30 minutes to go here on the financial guys radio network you're listening to the financial guys to reach glenn and mike now call 803-0930 toll free at 800-616-WBEN and cell calls are free at star 930 now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. Financial Guys Radio Network, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, the place where money meets politics. Uh, use us as a resource, folks, thefinancialguys.com. 833-FIN-GUYS, 833-FIN-GUYS if you need us throughout the week. And I just, you know, I just caught Glenn's commercial at the end there talking about, you know, if you were going to build a house, you need the foundation and all the different departments we have. And I heard a commercial before where a, a Medicare competitor said, well, all we do is Medicare. Well, you know, that's not all we do. We Our departments talk to each other. And I can't stress how important that is, right? Uh, yes. Is is a Medicare, independent Medicare expert important? Yes. We have AHIP certified independent experts on staff. But guess what? There's times where they're talking to somebody about what plan makes the most sense, and then they have a tax question that might fit into what plan might make the most, make the most sense for them. And they come back to uh, you know that to bring in the tax advisor or a financial question that that may you know come into play. So the departments talk to each other, and I can't stress how important that is. If you need our team, whether it's in Rochester, down in South Florida, uh, of, of Spindrift and Worley, eight three three Fin guys, that is so important. And that just that commercial just made me think of that. I can't stress that enough. 
Yeah, just to just to highlight that, just a quick story, and this happened uh, about a month ago, well, actually two months ago now because we've been locked down forever, but uh, we had a, a client that came in, and they were initially doing Medicare, and, uh, you know, as Brian was going through, it saved them some money on Medicare, which was great, I think, you know, 50 bucks a month or something like that. But then he went over and talked to uh, uh, Mike Spraza, and Mike was ended up able to save him like another two grand or so. Well, at the end of it all, basically the the client had you know another three four thousand dollars that they were able to keep in their pocket as opposed to sending off to insurance companies. Right. So we were able to open up a Roth IRA for them and actually get them to contribute to the Roth so that now they're building a retirement nest egg for themselves that's going to be tax free. So all those things working together. So you don't have to go home and say, oh boy, now what do I do with this three thousand? I got to call my now I got to find somebody. It's all right there. We're a one stop shop. We can help you no matter what it is, whether it's you know insurance, Medicare, health insurance, life insurance, investment planning, IRA. 401ks, you name it, we do it. Give us a call and use us as a resource and go to our website at thefinancialguys.com. Yeah, same thing as with life insurance. A good point. Actually, I uh, we got somebody to hit our website this morning, and I've actually already hooked them up with Charlie because Charlie and our team, we can shop over 20-something different insurance companies, right, to find he, you the best rate. So. He doubled, Charlie doubled my coverage and cut my premium in almost half. Right. So That's, let me say that again. He doubled my coverage. And cut my premiums in half, and I'm in the industry. Right. Charlie's like a miracle worker. He just he got somebody approved standard who had like a heart attack, a stroke, and diabetes recently. <laughs> I mean, he really you know he can't fix everything, and he can't make it always happen. But you know when you have those kind of you know tight connections with an underwriter, sometimes you can you know they they trust Charlie. Yeah. You know, and they trust his judgment, which gives him a little bit more leeway sometimes of getting you a standard rating versus maybe a lower rating where you got to pay more. Yeah, so. and then one final shout-out, a thank you again to Dr. Dan Erickson. He was yeah. uh, taken off of YouTube last week. Many of you went to our website, tried to share that on Facebook, and they took it down. And, and the question is, why Why did they do that, right? Well, by the way, he's an ER physician. He's trained in microbiology, biochemistry, yeah. immunology. Well, why did they do that? Well, it didn't fit the I'm going to scare you rhetoric that's going around, right? That's right. It didn't fit the end-of-the-world rhetoric that's going around. So they took it down. Well, I'll tell you what, the financial guys got him back. So – and we're gonna we're yep. gonna clip out that segment. We'll have it on our Facebook page. We'll have you need to share the story, folks. And I'm not trying to belittle the flu and the chronophil, but I'm telling you, there's that we can't look at Corona in a box, right? Yeah. We can't look at it as a vacuum. It's got to be looked at it as a whole. He talked about suicides and and the case of somebody losing their job the other day, and that's that's a real yeah. thing, right? As you said earlier in the show, you know, great depressions cause deaths too. And we have to stop looking at just one segment of the COVID. We have to look at everything. And we have new data. Nobody's blaming anybody from two months ago. We didn't know what was going to come over from from uh, the rest of the world. We didn't, although you know, we we certainly welcomed them into places like New York City, right? But we didn't yeah. know what the damage was going to be. We didn't know what the numbers were going to be. We were told, and the, and that's the the governor of Florida nailed it. He said, "I was told that I was going to need four hundred and sixty-five thousand hospital beds. Scary. You talk about scary, right? Yeah. Think about that, folks. The the governor of Florida is being told that he's going to need 465,000 hospital beds. You know how many hospital beds he needed? 2,000. 2,000. Yeah, way off. That way is way, off. way, way. These are the same academics, by the way, that are predicting the next global warming cycle. So just keep that in mind. But way, 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 way off. Okay. That's great. That's good, right? A lot of economic damage. Let's go back to work. Let's phase right. this thing. Let's put together a plan. And the governor down in Florida has a brain in his head, and that's what yep. he's doing. He's talking about layering people. And he knows, by the way, and I think he knows, we should just open up, but he doesn't want the political heat for it, so he's going to slowly layer it back. Wonderful. Well, Put together a game plan. I talked to somebody earlier in the week. They own a brewery. They said, you know the biggest problem? We don't know when we can work. It takes us a week or two to start you know, building right. up our inventory again. So what do we do? Well, we, 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 we say the 15th and we start building right. up, and then what happens? But see, 
but that's the economic illiteracy of the yes. bureaucrats. That's, that's the right. problem, right? That- they don't understand. They don't get that. They right. don't understand restocking supplies, getting no. back employees, getting right. places you know set up. They just don't. It's as if we could just snap yep. our fingers and yeah. hey, miraculously we're yeah, right. It's just a short term. It doesn't work that yeah, way. No, it unfortunately, doesn't. all it, these people that are screaming about staying home and not going out, that are calling the police on their neighbors, that yeah. are yelling at you in a grocery store, they are all living sadly in economic fantasy land. Well, I got to tell you, the economic fantasy land is going to come to an end real quick here. Yeah. When you and you're going to see this. This is not going to last forever. And what's going to happen out of this is you're going to see them start to hit us where it hurts the most: our police officers, mm-hmm. our firefighters, our parks. Right? Those are the things that we're going to hear as to why we have to raise taxes because Como needs a raise. Right? Instead of instead of cutting their salaries and what's you know the things that we don't need, uh, they're going to cut the things that we want so that we beg them to raise our taxes. And yeah. that's how the, unfortunately this works. And you look at this economic fantasy that they live in, and you and it, you know it's no. Look no further than the whole cancel rent right. uh, mentality. Right? <laughs> That's right. I mean, some of the comments. Well, here, think right? about that. Uh, is it uh, De Blasio? I'm sorry, De Blasio. We have a three minute clip of him, and he talks all about taking your cars away. It's crazy. All about changing things on the other side, and he says specifically redistributing more wealth. Right? You can't let a good yeah. crisis go to waste. Hillary Clinton this week said, "Well, this is great. This is going to get us to socialized medicine even quicker." Right? So, yep. Yeah. Think about yeah. what you're doing as you're as we're handing out our freedoms. Right? And uh, it's, it's, we really got to be very careful. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines here. If you want to hop on board, 1-800-616-9236. I'm going to go right down uh, the board here. Let's start with Kevin and Pendleton. How are you, Kevin? Uh, man, uh, could you guys give me a little therapy here for just a quick two minutes? Because if I use the um, mental health line that New York State provided, <laughs> I might become a liberal. Okay? Yeah. They'll pick you up if they do. They'll come take your guns. I know. Yeah. Hey. Don't turn yourself in. Yeah, the Second Amendment is still like clinging on there. So, yeah. Yeah. First Amendment gone. Yeah, gone. <laughs> right to assemble? No, thank you. No. All right. Look, I just a shout out to uh, Dave DiPietro. Look, Assemblyman Dave DiPietro, I noticed with a deafening silence and no response from you on the issue of elected employees like yourself. <laughs> yeah, uh, David's a yeah. class act, and he's yeah. one of very few in the state. No, no, no. Okay, understandable. But uh, the definition for silence is kind of familiar because you know what? With everybody hurting out here, I mean, you guys are involved in our business too. You hurting too, you know? I think at least by example, elected officials should put that difference in their periods back into the coffers. Yeah, oh, Dave, sure. Dave actually proposed and talked about some of that stuff, and they all laughed at him. So, yeah. not going to go anywhere. <laughs> right. Uh, They're giving themselves raises, Kevin. Right, or maybe yeah. unemployment. Did you notice, by the way, Andrew's hair is beautiful. Man, my hair looks like a mess. The governor of uh, Florida. Glenn's starting to get sideburns like Fonzie. I am. I'm looking <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> you look better than me, though. I got so much gray hair. I'm like, it's. I'm yeah. like starting to look yeah. like a wig. Yeah. Yeah, but he looks beautiful. He I'm looks just beautiful. Throw it out and join a rock band again. That's my plan. <laughs> Kevin, Not thanks, buddy. He looks beautiful, though. His hair looks beautiful. I, I hope whoever's well, doing Kathy his hair. Hochul, too. I mean, she's just amazing. She does. It's her natural color at that age. I'm yes. Just, you know, maybe it is. I, I don't know, but it seems like it's just perfect considering yeah. everybody else. Uh, yeah. But again, the rules are for the little people, and that's the most frustrating thing about this whole thing. Is de Blasio not using the gym? No, yeah. he was oh, no. at the YMCA for no. two hours. Did you day. see he was caught in a park about yeah, 40 yeah, minutes from his house? Even though he lives in a park. You live in a park. You're the only one allowed inside. 
Central Park and yeah. you were there by he yourself. Said, no right? essential so, travel, but he's no. going to the park 40 minutes away, probably stopping exactly. in some back alley for a slice of Being pizza. Being driven somewhere. in the same car by somebody else. They're proposing yeah. rules in New York to say no more than two people in a car. Meanwhile, yeah. they're all packing themselves. The, same. It was the same thing with the governor of, yeah. of Illinois, right? They yeah. asked him specifically, how come you're telling us to lock down and yet your wife flew to Florida, has her nails done, and was at a salon this past week? Oh, well, don't you dare talk about my wife. Again, the rules are for the little people, folks, and that's the most frustrating thing. You know, same thing, by the way, with uh, Como's brother, right? Oh yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Fredo. Chris. Right? Yeah. So Fredo is first of all, he's completely caught in a lie, mm-hmm. right? He's doubling down on the lie, right? CNN staged this. I'm coming out of the basement from quarantine, <laughs> even though eight days earlier he was already he was arguing with somebody of- out on the out on the, uh, you know, <laughs> like I mean, he on. was in the lights didn't work. You know. Oh, I, look I, at this! Wow, the sun! Look at this! I forget. There was one CNN anchor, right? And he was from his house, and he like didn't shave. I'm like, come on! Like, you're not a war hero, buddy. Were you you (laughs) dropping a desert island? Right? Did they just pick you up like Tom Hanks? Right. They movie? don't want it to end. Castaway? They just I don't mean, want it to on. end. That's why they're trying to silence people well, of course like they Dr. Dan Como's ratings have gone through the roof. I yeah. mean, you look at CNN's latest poll, yeah. right? So Como. And I wonder February, what it is. Was it sending January, infected it like people back into the nursing home where half the people now yeah. are dying in nursing homes? Or not in not to have the people in nursing homes, but half of the deaths of COVID are are uh, are, are people in nursing homes. But I, I wonder how that gets you good ratings. Is it the the lack of an economic plan? So everybody just sits around and waits for him to say it's you the can now you you, you can now go back to work. I give you permission, right? Yeah, no, it's the fawning media, actually. Yeah. So, And this is part of the reason why Coleman doesn't want this to end. Uh, CNN yeah. politics, which partly is because of CNN politics. May, uh, Andrew Cuomo may be the single most popular politician in America right mm, now. Yeah. So this is the deal, right? So according to a Siena College poll released this week, showed Cuomo's overall favorability among New Yorkers. New Yorkers. I don't think it's the country why, but New Yorkers, 77%. While 71 approve of the job he's doing in the state, ask who they trusted more to make the right decision about to reopen New York, 78% chose Como, while 16% opted for Donald Trump. That's Mm. in New York. Now, mind you, now in February, though, or January, just a couple months earlier, before COVID, he was only polling at 30%. Mm. Only 30% of New Yorkers actually thought he was doing a good job. So this has been a godsend. Wait until until we got to pay for this mess. Wait until it really hits people, right? And this state is going to get hit hard, hard. Let's uh, sneak in somebody else here. Let's sneak in, uh, see who's been waiting longest here. Dean in West Seneca. I'm going to go to John in uh, Rochester, Rambo Jim, and Rick in Amherst here. Dean, how are you? Thanks for holding. Good, gentlemen. Thank you. And also, thank you for being probably the only radio call-in show in town that I could ask these questions or make the statements that I'd like to make. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, I've done quite a bit of research from the beginning. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Is the PCR test not giving 80% false positive results? Have they not also increased the death numbers by including people of dying of COVID without testing. Yes. Only assumptions. Mm-hmm. And one question, which. Well, I- they're backtracking a little bit on that, Dan. This week, Cuomo said, because they called him out on all the people dying in nursing homes. He don't said, whoa, 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 whoa. We, we just can't count everybody that passes no, no, away in COVID because they could have had other things wrong with them. Oh, 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 because oh, oh. the week before, week right. before, you were throwing COVID. everybody in that mix. That oh, okay. Right. So we're not really sure about that, Dan. Yeah. All right. That's that. That's that part of that favorability, good rating stuff. You know, yeah. good right. leadership there. Yeah. I and I have an important question, guys. Mm-hmm. I, maybe you can answer it or find someone who can. Seeing that the current deaths 
are about equal to the deaths from the regular flu mm-hmm. we've had last year. Can anyone tell me if this PCR test can distinguish between the regular flu and COVID-19? That's a good question. You We're not think. hearing, by the way, about anybody passing yeah. away from the regular flu, right? I mean, we had 60,000 people two years ago regular flu. We're yeah. not hearing any of that this year. Well, you were until January. So if, if, if you go back and look at the some of the, the news stories from January, this was actually a brutal year for the flu. In fact, mm-hmm. we had a good friend of ours uh, in Pittsburgh that went down hard for like a week to 10 days with the flu. But yep. suddenly the flu, it's like Dr. Burke said it um, uh, herself, uh, Adine, that the, thank God the flu's gone now. It's just mm-hmm. COVID. Yeah. So flu miraculous. Diabetes and heart disease went away as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. in my, my opinion, the regular flu, which could also be a variant of a coronavirus, yes. would test positive on a PCR test. You, you could test positive. Yes. You could also test false negative, right? So yep. these tests are not perfect. I mean, some of the tests, you know, are, are, are flawed, and that's always going to be the case. I know a doctor, by say, the way, that tested positive from one and negative in the other. Let me say one thing, though. For those that think this is only just suddenly popped up in March, um, I have somebody that I know for sure that was hospitalized that was sick in December. They tested her for COVID. She's got the report that says COVID negative, yada, 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 all the tests that they ran on her. So somehow they knew about this in December over Christmas, at least in the, the state that she was tested and where she was hospitalized. So mm-hmm. they're not going to talk about that, though. So there's there's more to this than we well, even are being told for sure. Yeah, last week's show, we talked about Dr. Erickson, and he was talking about New York State. And at that point, we had tested 649,000 people of which 256,000 tested positive, right? So you, know, you're, you extrapolate those numbers, that means it's 7.5 million people as of last week in the state already were, were, were hit you know, by the COVID. Th- that's a good point, Mike. You talk about the testing, right? So yeah. Governor DeSantis this past week said on Monday, this coming Monday, they're going to start testing 40,000 people a day. They have the capacity to do They said, mm-hmm. He didn't say they would. He said they have the capacity to test 40,000 people a day. Yet on the Drudge Report, I saw a headline that said Senate can't go back to Washington because they don't have enough tests to test all the senators. <laughs> so now, again, w- something's not right here. Yeah, right? So there's a I'm big disconnect. I'm hearing that we have thousands and thousands of tests, right? In Florida, I, we have a, obviously an office down there. A friend of mine has gone and gotten tested mm-hmm. for 200 bucks. Yeah. You can go and get the antibody test, right? And yet, somehow, the senator, we can't get enough in Washington. That's right. All the money they they spend, that's 200 bucks. Yeah, something's not right here. Big numbers. By the way, that's a huge sample, right? Uh, Huge. Hundreds of thousands of people in the state been tested. And we know that a big majority of them have already have it. That's that's actually a good thing, right? That's way better than than the mainstream media is telling you. One question. Yeah. (laughs) Observing all we've just heard and talked about, how can this be any different than a regular flu? It's not. It's not. Well, the, the virus it's itself seems to be. Yes. I think uh, that's the key. It's and certain people have been hit with it harder. And yeah, we've said that from day one. We are not making light of that. We understand that. But there's you can't look at COVID in a box. You can't just say, okay, we only look at the people that have COVID that are going to get sick from it. You've got to look at everything else. And as a doctor has said, not, not, the doctor said, you're talking about trillions of dollars. People die from the Great Depression, right? People yeah. die from losing their job and losing their business and not being able to support their family. We've got to look at that. We've got to can't look at COVID in a box. That's right. Hey, People thanks for the from, call, Dave. Thanks for the call. People die from rickets too. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't get outside soon to see the sun. We're they die from there. car accidents too. <laughs> Fifty thousand a year in this country, right? Lots of people die from car yeah. accidents, right? Yeah, we don't stop driving 000. the car. Got can't look at COVID in a box. Can we blow off this break? Are you good with that? 
I'm we've good with cool that. Glenn. We've had yes. a lot of people waiting here. 1-800-616-9236. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle. Let's just do the commercial break here. If you need us, 833-FIN-GUYS. If you think like us, use our team as a resource. We are a one-stop financial shop. You need help with uh, whatever it is, Medicare, independent AHIP certified reps, Social Security planning, certified Social Security claiming strategist. You need help with investment planning. We have registered investment advisors, certified financial planners, uh, chartered financial analysts. We have a chartered financial analyst that's on uh, CNBC Squawk Box every week. I mean, talk about bringing Wall Street to Main Street, right? We can help use our team as a resource. And Mike Sparaza, I can't mention him enough. Oh, but wait, we didn't even mention mortgages, but Ryan Norton. <laughs> and Ryan Norton, I'll Poor tell you, Mike. he's been an awesome um, addition to our team. Look, if you're thinking about refinancing or thinking about buying a, a piece of property, you got to be careful if you just go online and you think you're going to find the best rate. There's usually an aha, I'm going to catch you moment, right? So Ryan can shop and find you the best rates, whether you want to refinance and take advantage of low interest rates or you want to just you know buy a piece of property or house. Call Ryan Norton. He's right in our office, 633-1515 or 833-FIN-GUYS. He'll go back and forth to Rochester. And, of course, Mike Sparazzo, when it comes to property casualty, insuring your home, your, your business, your auto, he can shop over 25 companies. Give him 14 minutes and let him save you money. And if you're sitting at home, this is a great time to do that. Look, see if you can refinance. He, saved, he dropped somebody's mortgage payment last week and brought them from a 30-year mortgage to a 20-year mortgage and dropped their payment. Less money, less time. Saved them over $100,000 over the life of the loan. you got to try to take advantage of this stuff, folks, so use them as a resource. And by the way, that interview with Dr. Erickson, we will have that up on our Facebook page. I'm sure you'll post it to Twitter. Glenn runs a lot of our Twitter. We'll get that interview out to you, and I would encourage you to share it with people, right? Do your best to get the knowledge out there. If they take it down, we're going to put it right back up. Over and over and over and over and over again. So, look, folks, we have to share this stuff. We've got to stick together because they are trying to shut down any dissenting thought or conversation from anybody. And that's not right. You should be able to compete in the arena of ideas. We've offered oftentimes, and so those of you that are doctors out there that disagree with Dr. Erickson or disagree with us, I suppose a doctor tweet directly at me a message that said, you should retract that. I'm not retracting anything. If you want to come on and debate it, we'll give you the airtime to do that. Come on the show, open invitation, we'll have a discussion, we'll have a debate. That's how you operate when you are confident in your side of the story. When you're not confident in your side of the story, you try to shut down anybody else who's got a differing opinion. That's not what this show is about. We're going to bring you differencing of uh, different opinions, different thoughts, different uh, outside of the mainstream you know, think tank that everybody is seemingly in that same bubble. So uh, share that stuff if you can. And uh, that's you know I can't I can't uh, stress that enough. That's right. Let's uh, uh, the, let's go back to the phone. Yep, Rick in Amherst, a business owner. How are you, Rick? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're great. Good. Thanks. Good. Can you hear me? Okay. I can. Sure can. Okay. Good. I I just wanted to see. Um, I'm in a unique spot, and I wanted to see if you'd be able to advise me, maybe off air at your practice. I own a business um, locally, and I just invested significantly in a new spot for it it's got a it's got a long history i worked a lot of years building it up it's a family-run business and essentially i won't go into the details on the air it's um it's been put out of business mm-hmm. um i'm sorry but, to hear that uh, by, by the, the whole covid by the new york state standard mm-hmm. and um and i don't think we'll be able to operate in the next year if not two years we're right in the right in the eye of the hurricanes we deal with food service and sampling and traveling to large events and that kind of thing mm-hmm. um and i wanted so i'm just my logic cycle is building a pattern right where I might have to build a plan to leave the state, I think, is, is what I might be looking at. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. we're going to see a lot more of that in the near term. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, we could definitely help you. Yep. Would you offer just a guy with a with a unique circumstance? Could you talk to me about? Whether Absolutely. You yep. Plan? Like if if they do this, then maybe I maybe yeah. I go. But if it goes the way that I'm reading the tea leaves, and I agree with everything you guys say, I'm reading New York yeah. is going to be the most slow to open, and and I can't yep. out two years. Yep. Yeah, any, no. any any fellow business owners out there is a friend of ours. We're happy to help you any way that we can. Yep. You're in Buffalo here, six three three one five one five. Rick, reach out. Love to sit down and chat. Okay. All right, sir. Take care. Yeah, Let's uh, stick loss. with the phones here. Let's welcome John in Rochester. How are you, John? Hey, Glenn and Mike. I'm doing good. Yeah, you guys brought up a good point. Those climate change models are the same as these uh, COVID yeah. virus yeah. models. Same universities, coincidentally. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? Yeah. And it's been <laughs> documented, too, that the uh, climate change models have been off. But I got No. No way, John. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. No way. You better not say that. Well, uh, I hope they're off. You know, Obama's just bought the nice house right on the water. Right. The documentation. You know, ironically, the, uh, the the most accurate one is the Russian model. The 32 other models were based upon the UN model, which is faulty. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, the UN's useless. Why do we yeah. even have a UN anymore? I know. I mean, you want to talk about the most useless organization on the planet outside of Nova who? <laughs> yeah, who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> outside of who? There you go. Yeah, and maybe the Department of Education, but yeah. that's a whole different radio show. Wait, yeah. hey, your doctor or guest was great, I'll tell you. And he, he hit it right on the head. Heard Herd immunity is the key, and uh, this got to get there. tenth of one percent death rate is uh, the flu-like. Mm-hmm. Yep, this yep. Is completely blown out of proportion. Yeah, yep. yeah. Death rates like the flu. The difference between this and the flu, and I will just to stress this, is that it's more catchy, right? So it's yeah. more transmissible. So the so what the left would say is, well, because it's so transmissible, we'll have more people that will get it, and so we'll have a pure raw numbers. We'll have a higher death toll because more people will be infected by it. That may be true, but that doesn't change the same, you know, whatever, death right. rate is still the same as the flu. And apparently Again, you, you'll think, get it at a restaurant, so we should put people like the last caller out right. of business. But you can't get it in a grocery store yeah. or apparently a Walmart. <clears throat> or I golfing. Know. I saw Obama golfing yeah. this yeah, week. Okay. And by the way, he was using a cart, not social distancing with other people in the carts. Speaking apparently of, that, you could not get it from that. Yeah. But... No. We should put every uh, restaurant out of business because that just makes yeah. a ton of sense. Right. Yeah, because you can yeah. get it from them. Yeah, yep. we, we probably the three of us. Yeah. if that doesn't sound completely, you know what? It, it, right. it does to me. The three of us have probably had it. We're probably immune. probably probably. Yep, couldn't agree with more of you, John. Thanks, buddy. We're going to continue with the calls here. Let's welcome Marge and Tanawanda, and then we're going to go to Rambo Jim. Marge, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? We are Good. wonderful. I have not heard your show until today, and I agree with everything I've been saying it and making. Done. Thank you, Mark. Well, thank you. That was the best call of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't mean to cut you off. We need to get out. We got a world. We got to turn. What is wrong? And they, I have friends that are angry. But anyway. Yeah. Well, when I went to a big box store the other day, I said to the girl at the checkout, "Why is it safe for me to spend money, but not safe for me to earn money?" Yeah, right. Well, that's a great point. Yeah. We have to borrow that. <laughs> Mar- that it sticker, just Mar- depends, Marge. It depends on what you're willing to do, right? If you want to go golfing with Mr. Obama, no problem. Yeah. No problem. Apparently, that's not that's essential. Yeah. Uh, why his wife was actually sending out a message to multiple states saying, please stay at home unless it's absolutely essential. Right. Yeah. I guess it's only essential if you're in. in- well, so different rules for different the, folks, Marge. Yeah, the, we're the little people, Marge. Yeah. They're, more, they're more important. Yeah, they probably are too big for Corona anyways. 
Thanks for listening, though. Thank we you so it. much. Check out our podcast as well. We're on every week. Been here for 22 years, believe it yes. or not. Yes. Well, I will do that. Our Thank podcast, you. you can go to our website, by the way, for all our podcast information, usually released uh, Tuesday afternoon. So please do us a huge favor and uh, and, and like it on, on YouTube, by the way. Let's uh, sneak in uh, Jim, uh, Rambo Jim, Tanawanda. You're, you're last up, Jim. Straight to it, guys. Straight to it. Not going to waste any time. Uh, last night, Sean Hannity said, and I'm paraphrasing what he said, People are showing up with their guns at these demonstrations. Yep. Somebody's going to lose their cool. Maybe it'll be one of the demonstrators. Maybe it'll be some inexperienced rookie cop. But right. blood will flow very soon. It's bad either way. Now, number two, I was channel surfing after Sean Hannity, and I found Bill Maher. Now, Bill Maher is as liberal as you can get, but he said, and I quote, the last global depression brought us Adolf Hitler. It didn't just bring us Hitler. It brought us Hideki Tojo. It brought us Stalin. Mm-hmm. That's right. This Benito Mussolini. Yep. When people, like Bill Maher said, when people are starving and they don't have jobs, horrible yep. things happen. Well, like, that's right, Jim. Can't, can't be what looking ha- at Corona in a box. Yep. That's right. What happens is they go to the the first person that will give them safety and security, and unfortunately, we know how that worked out in the past. So yep. thank you for hey, your thanks call, for the Jim. Call, you Jim. are spot on. Great way to end the show. Thank yeah. You. Uh, by the way, if you need us throughout the week, folks, 833-FIN-GUYS, offices in Rochester, and uh, uh, flagship office, Spindrift and Whirly. Glenn, I will say this. That was a great show. Our guests were awesome. Thanks David DiPietro, you rock. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, Dr. Erickson, awesome. awesome. Thank you. If you need us, by the way, go to our website thefinancialguys.com if you think like us use our financial team as a resource take care god bless we'll see you next week on financial guys radio network